Does anyone else get kind of nostalgic this time of year for those back-to-school days of their youth? Uh, No, that's just me? Okay. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table. I'm your host, Candace Eisner. Hello, hello, everyone. As you might have guessed, I'm recording this on September 1st, so by the time you read it, you hear it, that is, it's still going to be September, so I suppose it's still relevant. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this end of summer weather wherever you are, and uh, I hope you're ready to talk again about emails, because that's what we're covering this week. As you might have remembered from last week, last week we covered client communications in a direct kind of way, following up with clients and how that can really boost your business. This week, we're gonna talk about email newsletters and how incredibly useful they can be for your business. So unlike social media or your website, emails are a more direct way to communicate with your current clients and potential clients. Being invited into someone's inbox is actually a pretty special thing and it's important to remember that. It's not like social media where there are messages from all kinds of people flying by, messages that often get filtered out or ignored, or often not even seen. If we have someone's email address and permission to send things to them, we know the person is at least somewhat interested in what we do and how we can help them. When people check their email, they tend to do it a bit more carefully, or even a lot more carefully, depending on who they are, than when they check their social media feeds. So... Having an email newsletter you send out regularly is a really great way to communicate with your target clients, whether they're current clients or potential clients. It keeps you and your business in their minds and helps remind them what it is that you do. It also shows them your level of knowledge and training and gives them more information on the different kinds of conditions you can treat or the different kinds of services that you offer as a massage therapist. If you nurture this relationship, not only will those folks book appointments with you, but they'll look forward to receiving your email newsletters. Now, here's an important thing, one of several important things I'm going to talk about today. People do use email filters to keep the less important emails in a different folder and not in their main inbox. Maybe you even do this yourself. Or maybe they're a Gmail user, and as you might know, Gmail does that automatically, for most people at least. Or they delete their emails without even opening them. I have to admit, I am guilty of doing that fairly frequently with uh, certain emails that I receive. Or they have hundreds of unopened messages because they just aren't concerned with reading all their email. They just read the ones they think are important. And that's fine. Everyone's got their own system for reading their email. But you want people to be interested in reading your emails. You want them to open them and you want them to read them. So the key thing is to make sure the newsletters you're sending are informative and interesting and not just using and you're not just using them as a form of self-promotion. In fact, what you want to do is have the content be somewhere around 80 to 90% value. That is stuff your clients are going to be interested in reading that is just purely helpful or interesting and not specifically advertising your business. And therefore, no more than 20% of that email, that newsletter you're sending out should be self-promotional. But how do you do it? Well, you need to learn to think like your clients. So what are your clients interested in? What kinds of articles would they want to read? What knowledge do you have that they might be curious about? Just what topics do they think are, are cool or fun or interesting? 
You can link them to interesting articles you've read or share with them the latest research on a topic that you think they're interested in. Or you can let them know about a new technique you've just learned and how they might find it helpful in treating a certain condition. The key is to focus on what they would want to know about and not just what you think is interesting or what is useful for your business. You want the newsletter to have value to them so they will want to read it and are happy to receive your newsletter. Let's have an example here. So if you're a massage therapist that focuses on pregnancy and postpartum, just like I used to, which is why I'm using this as an example, you can share an article you, re you read about postpartum depression and things they can do to help in their recovery. Or you could mention a new mom and baby yoga class that's just down the street from your clinic and that you've heard about it is getting super rave reviews and you think that they might want to go to. Or you could share with them that you've taken an infant massage instructor's course and are teaching group classes coming up soon. Anything that would be of value to them. It doesn't have to be directly related to massage therapy, although, again, I do note, I understand that you do have a scope of practice to maintain, but as long as you're clear with anything you're sharing, that certain things are in your scope and certain things are simply shared from other professionals, you'll be fine, as long as you're clear about that. But, of course, the content does have to be interesting, informative, useful, or just funny. You know, if you're the type to tell jokes, if you're the type to be funny, that's fine. As long as you keep it professional, go for it. It's also important to stay away from repeating the same message every single time. It's okay to remind people each time about your online booking or your hours or a certain thing that you want to remind them about. But if the emails you send are essentially a cut and paste every single time of the same thing with nothing new whatsoever or only like a teeny tiny little thing that's new, people are going to turn you out really quickly. Always be thinking about what you can share that's new or a new twist on a previous topic. Give them something interesting to read, not just the same old stuff. The other thing that is incredibly helpful in creating an email newsletter is asking your clients what they'd like you to write about. That might seem obvious, but it's something that we tend to forget about or feel shy about or assume that we don't need to do because we know what our clients want, right? Well, not so much. There's two ways you can go about asking your clients what they would like to hear about. The first way is in person or, you know, directly to clients that you're working with. So when they ask you questions before or during or after their treatment session or by email, keep note of that. Are there questions a lot of people tend to ask or questions you think a lot of people would be curious to know the answer to even if they're not directly asking you? Well, that's good newsletter material. The other way you can do it is you can send out an email specifically asking your clients to let you know what questions they would like answered. You may only get a few responses, but it's still an extremely helpful exercise in learning what your clients want. Like I said before, we might think we know what our clients want or what questions they have uh, about getting treatments, um, you know, or about coming to see you, but often we're wrong. Unless we actually ask the questions and listen for the answers, we can't really know what our clients are thinking. Unless, of course, you've taken a mind reading class, and if you're a mind reader, that's really cool. I think you need to teach the rest of us your skills. It's, you know, this, this whole listening and, and reflecting thing is true in all relationships, and it's just, an important, it's just as important in a client-therapist relationship. Try it and see what kinds of questions come up from your clients. You're, you're probably going to end up being pretty surprised. So we've been talking a lot about your current clients and how you can compose content that would be useful to them. And we also talked about your current clients last week. 
But you're probably wondering at this point, well, okay, what about that thing you mentioned back at the beginning about reaching potential clients too? Because I'd really like to know about that. Okay, great. Well, let's talk about that. In order to do that, they need to be on your newsletter mailing list. That's probably really obvious to you. But how do they get on your mailing list? Well, what you need to do is make sure there's a way for folks to sign up for your newsletter from your website or from the social media you're using regularly. Often people are interested in coming in to get a treatment, but they don't have the time or the money or the energy or some other reason right at that moment. But if your email list is easy to sign up for and it sounds interesting to them, they might just go for it. If they're getting value from your newsletters as they receive them, they're just going to be that much more likely to book an appointment with you or mention your services to someone else who might be in need of a massage. It essentially starts to break down the barriers that make people pause when they're thinking of booking an appointment, but you know they just don't feel they can do it right at that time. If you're writing good content and showing folks your knowledge and expertise and that you can be trusted, that makes them want to trust you that much more which helps them take that action by booking an appointment with you. So let's talk about the timing and the technical aspect of all this. So how often should you send your newsletters? Well, that's up to you and what you think will work best for your clients. Weekly is pretty common, as you might have noticed. I do weekly and a lot of other people I know do weekly. But there are people that do daily or monthly and everything in between. The number one thing here is to stick with it and do it consistently. Pick a day of the week or the month or whatever timeline you're working on and make sure that you have something ready to go out on that day. Don't say that you're going to send a weekly newsletter and then only do it when you happen to have time that week. Or on the reverse, don't send, say to people that you're going to be sending a monthly newsletter and then start sending it you know, daily or weekly without actually warning people. You need to do it consistently and you need to do it on the timeline that you say you're going to do it. And make sure you do pick a timeline. Don't just do it randomly because most people aren't going to go for that. They want to know how often you're going to end up in their inbox. And really, you should be showing that you are a professional and can, you know, sort of be trusted to follow up on what you say you're going to do. So if you're going to send newsletters, make sure that you're working it into your regular schedule. But what about the technical end of things? You know, if you're going to be working this into your regular schedule, does this mean you're going to have to be spending hours and hours and hours learning technology and learning code and all this kind of crazy stuff? No. Um, There's a number of really great email marketing services out there these days, and they're all very, you know, what you see is what you get, drag and drop, pretty easy to learn, very visual. Um, I promise you, you don't have to be a web designer or, a you know, any, obviously you're not. You guys are massage therapists, you know, or wellness practitioners or any sort of healthcare practitioner. And that's not your strong suit for a lot of you. I totally 100% get that. So use an email marketing service. There's tons of them out there. The one that I use and can really recommend to you um, happily is called MailChimp. It's found at MailChimp.com. And it's free as long as you don't have a huge list or send thousands of emails per month. So for those of you who are just getting started and have a small client list, it's perfect. It doesn't cost you anything and you can take as much time as you like to sort of get to know the system before you start sending out your newsletters. They have a very user-friendly interface for importing your email list. Like I said, visually appealing templates to choose from when writing your emails and even have tons of tips in their help files for writing good emails and 
um, how their system works and all that stuff. It's a really easy way to get started. I promise it doesn't take very long. And it won't take that long either until you get into the groove of sending a regular email. As long as you stick with it and make it part of your regular schedule, so put it in your calendar just like you do anything else, you know, whether it's a personal appointment or a client appointment, you're going to find it gets easier and easier to write these newsletters as the weeks pass and it's going to just become such a great part of your marketing and it's going to become sort of like no big deal. It's just one of the things that you do, kind of like laundry or buying massage oil. <laughs> So by the way, let me finish this with one more note. If starting an email newsletter interests you and you want to check out MailChimp, I want to also mention again, just like I did last week, Chimp Essentials. The reason why I'm mentioning Chimp Essentials, which is an online course for helping you take your newsletters to the next level, the reason why I'm mentioning it again is because Paul only offers registrations for one month at a time. So he's only doing it for the month of September and then he won't be offering it again until probably sometime next year. So if you were thinking of jumping on that, if you think that it would be really helpful to you in getting your newsletter going, I definitely recommend that you go take a look at it. I've got more information on Chimp Essentials on my podcast page. So if you go to nixie.ca slash podcast and just scroll down a little bit, you'll find some information there about Paul and his course and uh, how to sign up for it, or at least how to sign up to hear more about it. All right. It's been great working with you guys this week. If you have any questions, please feel free to find me on social media. I am back on social media right now. Um, you can find me on Twitter at, as at Nixie. You can pop me a message on Facebook. Or, of course, you can always email me. I look forward to you guys listening again next week. I hope that you do. The music for this podcast is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. Thanks, Jason.